Get ready, Ohio. FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook, is coming to the Buckeye State. And to kick things off, you can get started with $100 in free bets as an early sign-up bonus. Plus, when you sign up today with promo code OHIOSB, you'll be all set for when FanDuel goes live in Ohio. Then you can bet on all your favorite teams and all your favorite sports with $100 in free bets. Just download FanDuel's top-rated sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Ohio, this is your chance to get in on the action. Join today with promo code OHIOSB. Make every moment more with FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NFL. 21 plus and present in Ohio. Bonus issued in non-withdrawable free bets that expire seven days after FanDuel accepts its first real money sports wager in Ohio on one Unique user identity verification required. Offer ends on the go-live date. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. You have a vision for your business. Your priority might be to expand facilities or bring in the best talent. At Century Insurance, we listen, learn, and work to understand your business and your plans to help protect your new locations. As your business evolves and your vision comes true, Century, right by you. Property and casualty coverages are underwritten and safety services are provided by a member of the Century Insurance Group, Stevens Point, Wisconsin. For a complete listing of companies, visit Century.com. Policies, coverages, benefits, and discounts are not available in all states. See policy for complete coverage details. First time in a long time, but back like I never left. Taking these things as it comes, you know me, I don't read ahead. Watch me burn down everything, BDE on the TV set. When I'm in control on the road, you can never really know what's up next. Hello. Hello, hello, hello. Braden Harrington here with Davey Portman for Up Next, postwrestling.com, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and of course, live twitch.tv slash up next podcast hello twitch room yes this is not wrestlemania season but it's takeover season give us a day and or, or maybe by midnight it'll be wrestlemania season it's, we're almost there almost. it's almost wrestlemania yeah. smackdown Braden. yeah that's right it's takeover season we are up next we are your nxt friends friends we watch nxt we talk about it every week and well we got double dose Mm. of nxt we stood we delivered and we're here two nights of takeover it was so big they had to go two nights and we've made it we've watched two solid nights of takeovers yeah did they did they deliver uh, I think we'll get there. I think one night for me was definitely better than the other. I wouldn't say it's a failed idea though doing the two night thing. I I'm glad they stuck to the the five match formula that Takeover is so used to. Uh, and I think there were enough matches to fill two cards. But I don't know. I I don't. We'll we'll get into it with tonight. I really enjoyed night one. I thought they did a great job yesterday. Um felt a little compact like i didn't think anyone was maybe shorted on time but it did feel very compact the show uh tonight obviously more of a traditional takeover length i think went like two hours 45 something like that yeah a little longer still under that three hour mark which is always great but um 
Yeah, I, I definitely enjoyed night one more than tonight's. Yeah, we already watched night one. We went live with our watch along. We did then a post show, recorded it live on Twitch, and then put it up here on the podcast apps wherever you found us. Thank you for listening. And then not only we did a little break from NXT, we did a BD Elite. Mm. We talked all about some AEW this week that really uh, wasn't really too good of an AEW show. But uh, again, reminders that Tuesday nights... The black and gold brand will continue to go live with our post shows on Twitch recording up next Tuesday nights. But now we get to join AEW and watch uh, AEW Wednesday nights. Yeah, we'll be live, live Tuesday and Wednesdays uh, around 10.15 uh, for our post shows. And to anyone who is watching live right now, twitch.tv slash podcast. we want to take your thoughts on tonight's show. So we, as always, have the feedback thread open on forum.postwrestling.com. But we would also like to hear from you. So at the end of the show, when we open up the phone lines, uh, if you want to call in and you're a, a subscriber, a patron of ours, uh, check out the Zoom link on Patreon and you'll be able to call in on Zoom at the end of the show. Yeah, so uh, we're thinking of taking... We take some calls on BD Elite, our mm. AEW show. Uh, and and before we kind of get into NXT, hey, uh, the Wednesday Night Wars are over and... Well, we have a winner. Yeah. One final Wednesday. Last goal wins. It counts. Yeah, it counts. That's what happens. You may have won the battle, but NXT has won the war. Yes, NXT waving the white flag, moving to Tuesdays. But they, they went off with a bang last night, beating AEW. Not by, like, an insane amount. Like, over a good chunk, but... I'd be interested. I don't know if it's a number we can get, but I'd be interested to know the, the number on Peacock and the network as well, because obviously... Not everyone was watching through their TV provider last night. A yeah. lot watching on Peacock. So we watched with like, we watched the, on network. the network. So um, yeah, good good job from uh, good win. NXT. They won the wars. NXT. We won. Yeah. Sorry, AEW. <laughs> no, we we do love AEW as well. Uh, maybe not just this week, but um, it was it was a nice little like nod there. NXT moving to Tuesdays, and uh, yeah. Impact, you, you were doing some Impact shows and they've moved to Thursdays and they decided tonight would be a good idea to go up against. <sighs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Port, they already moved, they already moved their rebellion show to, to not clash with, uh, I think a boxing fight that's happening that weekend. Okay. Or is it the Connor fight? I think it's the Connor fight. Okay. Um, then they thought, all right, we'll do, uh, Hardcore Justice on, on the Saturday before WrestleMania, yeah. and then WrestleMania's two nights, so they moved to earlier in the day. And now tonight, NXT's moved to a Thursday as well, well, for this night, when they do their big moves. So, unfortunate for Impact, but... Yeah, uh, and then Dark Side of the Ring is going to be on Thursdays too. Oh, is that so? <laughs> that will be later, right? What time is yeah, that? I I'm imagine sure. that will be a bit of a later slot. All the wrestling, yes. All the wrestling. And we did two back-to-back watch-alongs for NXT TakeOver Stand and Deliver. And reminder that we will be doing watch-alongs for both nights of WrestleMania 37. So come hang out with us as well on the Twitch. Follow along on our socials at UpNextPodcast, Twitter, Instagram for all the stuff, all the shows, because we've been doing a lot... But it's takeover season. I feel like we should get into it because mm. we had a lot coming out of last night's show. Night one of Stand and Deliver. And I'm still in mourning of Io Shirai's epic title reign. It's over. I'm sad. It's done. I'm sad about it. But uh, uh, claws out for a poor little out of my white claw today for Io Shirai and her, her epic reign there. But uh, overall, I did enjoy night one as we already talked about. But 
into our pre-show for night two here. Samoa Joe is just getting those hot scoops. He's like Tony Schiavone. He's great, yeah. I mean, he's definitely... I would love to see him in the ring. I know he... He said recently that they're kind of waiting for the right time and he's waiting for his body to be ready and everything. Uh, it didn't sound like a retirement from when I heard him speak last about wrestling, but he's definitely got a job for life if he wants to do broadcasting. I think he's been a highlight on Raw on the commentary booth. Uh, and these sit-down interviews on this pre-show have been great. I'm kind of disappointed we didn't have some of this on weekly tv to be honest because these were great yeah think about some of the the things that they did last night with champa and walter Mm. and then here interviewing guys for the match tonight it's like hey that's you're that's pretty good why don't Mm. we use more of those things but i I still was just like okay i want to see joe fight walter i still every guy he sat down with you see him chatting with kyle and you're like oh Oh, kyle joe that sounds good good. ring of honor legends but different times yeah. Uh, so we, we also have clips of William Regal taking away the cruiserweight titles from both of the champions. That's mm. right. We have dual champions here. We'll get more on that later. Uh, and then we had a, a, a tag match, kind of a number one contenders for the tag titles here. Drake Maverick and Killian Dane went up against some pirates. Oh, yeah. I didn't see that. I oh, didn't catch this. It was Fandango and Tyler Breeze. Okay. Just as some pirates, obviously. Makes it's sense. WrestleMania pirate yeah. season. I did like the hat. The best part of the match was when they put the hat. Are you ready for this? Mm. They put the pirate hat. I don't think. I, you, oh, man. They put the pirate hat on Killian Day. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> and then he won, didn't he? He won the match. So Killian Day. So maybe they should have kept the hat on. <laughs> there was the power of the one-eyed willy, whatever pilot pirate. I love pirate. Like there needs to be more pirates in like pop culture. Yeah, it was, it, I was sad I didn't get to go to Tampa last year because yeah. uh, Kyrie would have been pirates. around. Pirates, it would have been great. Yeah, justice for Johnny. Alas, Depp. someone ate a bat. So <laughs> here we are. Here we are. Fucking love pirates. The Capital Wrestling Center. Yo ho, yeah. yo ho, a pirate's life for me. Let's go to Takeover, Stand and Deliver. Oh yeah, sorry, Killing Dane and Drake are gonna get a title match, like oh yeah, or whatever. NXT Takeover, Stand and Deliver. I'm yours. Part de Takeover Night Two. We start the show with Poppy, NXT's favorite artist. She's rocking out here with some new song. Uh, I'm not too, I only know Poppy because of NXT and WWE. Uh, she did come here before the pandemic to like Danforth here in mm. Toronto Music Hall. We didn't go, but I heard some people like, like Poppy and some aren't too sure who she is still. Uh, but this was fine for, uh, like we had Rob Zombie last night, some more yeah, Rob. And I like this. I, Poppy. I, I quite enjoy musical acts in, in wrestling. I, she's kind of a staple of NXT now. Yeah, I kind of like way. it. Uh, had a song, Stand and Deliver. She did some screaming. I liked it. We had yeah. video highlights from last night's show as well. So um, the way they've got the CWC, they've got the regular kind of Thunderdome LEDs of the people's faces, but they had bigger LEDs throughout the arena just surrounding it. And on these boards, they used throughout the night uh, like clips of last night's wins and they used it for matches coming up later as well i think thought it looked kind of cool yeah it kind of gave you a little refresher of last night and kind of setting you up for tonight with some of the feuds uh here i am talking about poppy but our twitch chat right now live after recording is going off about dmx so pour a little out r.i.p dmx maybe one day we'll they'll get some dmx themes uh in, in wrestling that mm. would be wild let's go to our first match which is the undisputed cruiserweight championship match yes the unification match 
Santos Escobar going one-on-one against Jordan Devlin. Maybe you're just the people who tune in for the takeovers. Well, here's a little update on this story. Before the pandemic, there was a fatal four-way at Worlds Collide with some NXT UK and NXT talent. Jordan escaped as the champion there. He walked out as the Cruiserweight champion. Pandemic hit. Dude stuck in lockdown. And uh, just for some strange reason, everyone hates him now. <laughs> uh, just for some reason there. Yeah. Uh, but then Santos becomes the new interim champion. He, they went through that whole tournament. Remember the mask of Phantasm and all that stuff. The legend of the luchadors. So now we are still in the pandemic, but the borders are kind of loose and open, at least everywhere else in the world except Toronto here. And they're going to have a match to see who the true champion is. Sound a little familiar? Yeah, that's why Shawn Michaels decided to throw a ladder into this stipulation here because it reminded him of the IC match with Razor. So that's why we're getting this Cruiserweight title unification ladder match there. All right. All right. Yeah. Santos comes out looking pretty badass with this mask. Uh, yeah, he comes out in his El Hio del Fantasma gear, the purple clothes, yeah. the mask. Uh, so sick. Looks great. The, there's also, like, I know he, he, it reminds me of the Billy Zane movie, like the Phantom or whatever. It's got, like, the colors and everything, too, but also looks like Batman Mask of the Phantasm, but a great bandana. And then there's Jordan Devlin. The match starts off. So, uh, there's, there's guys fighting at each other. They're, they're both fighting each other, not using the ladder just yet. We thought that we might just see the one ladder per match here used from Sean and Razor. I, yeah, I was questioning it at the beginning because we had the one ladder set up and the way kind of, um, Sean presented the match and doing a callback to the IC title match. Uh, maybe it's because we recently watched that match uh, on a watch long for our best match ever show. But I thought maybe they might try and do something that would be considered kind of different today and just do the match with one ladder. I think Jericho and Benoit did it with one ladder. And I'm pretty sure Jericho and Michaels, I think theirs was one ladder. Yeah. And it, it changes the style of the match, I think. It makes it more strategic and less, let's just jump off shit. So I thought that's what they might go for. But alas, another ladder came out. Uh, I will say they definitely did do, do that route purposely. They, that definitely had to be brought up for mm. this match. Because not for a long time do they not use They ladders. did bide their time with the ladders, yeah. which I, I appreciated. Uh, Devlin hits an acai moonsault to the outside. There's then throwing each other around with ladders. There's then... Um, Santos, who comes back with like the running double knees on the outside against the wall or plastic fence thing there's drop kicks to ladder there's a dd flying ddt off the ladder which was nuts santos has one of the best suicide dives in the game where he Mm. like flies at you with his head i thought for sure he was going to load up that mask like we've seen him do but he flies at devil and sending him in like into the ladder on the outside which also looked great there was then like a back body drop onto another ladder back and forth crazy stuff we all kind of agreed in the Twitch chat that we we like this idea with the whole unification ladder stuff, but it kind of just wanted to see these guys just wrestle. Mm. So it was kind of – it felt like the ladder wasn't needed in this particular match. Um, there's a crazy Spanish fly. There's a springboard cutter. There's he- flying headbutts from each of the guys on top of the ladder. And then a crazy moonsault where clearly the refs were helping out here holding the ladder down, but – Devlin d- jumps off the ladder with this beautiful moonsault here, uh, but not enough to keep Santos down when he climbs. Legato del Fantasma, the tag team here, um, off their loss last night, show up to get interfered, but the referee says, hey, you guys shouldn't be here. Get out of here. 
So they just decide to listen to him. Um, yeah. Devlin gains offense again by hitting a Spanish fly off the ladder, which is nuts. He goes to climb, but he's too slow. And Santos headbutts him off the ladder, sending him flying through a ladder that was propped up in the corner and which just like shatters it in half. Santos goes up. He takes his time, but he eventually grabs the two titles and the undisputed cruiserweight champion of NXT is Santos Escobar. Yeah, um, I personally find it difficult watching Devlin matches. Um, I agree with you. I'd have preferred this be a just a one-on-one match. I think I'd have been more into it. Uh, I thought there were some nice spots, like the moonsault looked great off the ladder, the Spanish fly, uh, as you mentioned. I I just feel numb to ladder matches now at this point, I think. And it's like, yeah, cool, you hit a moonsault off a ladder, but... I'm at a stage with my fandom now where I just prefer like wrestling. I, and I, I think these two would have had a better wrestling match. I, I thought the, I thought it was good. I liked Escobar at the end when he won. Uh, I don't know if he watched that Randy Orton interview with Austin, but there's a whole point where they're talking about the unification match between Cena and Randy. And at the end, Cena goes crashing through a table and Austin's, showing him because Randy's on top of the ladder and he's there for ages. And he goes, what are you thinking there? Why are you taking so long and all this? And Randy goes, because I know at that moment, I've got all the time in the world. I'm at the end of the match. I know I've won. Cena's not coming back. He's crumpled in the f- corner in these tables. Not in that match, actually. That finish sucked. Remember, he just hits his head and goes, ah, oh, it's really bad. He's fallen. He's fallen <laughs> yeah, through a table. <laughs> and... But he goes, he's down, like I'm there. Yeah. I'm looking around. I've got the camera on me. I'm milking it. And that's exactly what Escobar did here. He knew he'd won the match, kind of milked it all in, gave a look around before taking the titles. But uh, yeah, this this was all right. I, I'm, to be honest, I don't think I'm going to give much more than that to a Devlin match. Uh, well, I will. And I'll say that uh, I watched this and I can try to kind of separate things here. There. There should be, we shouldn't be having to do this, but for whatever reasons, uh, this continues on. He, at least he lost the match. So anyone kind of on that is like, Hey, maybe we don't have to see him mm. on this show for any longer. Uh, but from what I watch, like, yeah, the, the guy is a really talented professional wrestler. Both of these guys are in this match. And I'm just talking about the, the wrestler standpoint, the entertainment part of this. Yeah. This match was pretty great. There was some really cool spots. Yeah. Probably uh, I can't find it entertaining. I think that's the thing. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. It, it's, it's, it sucks to, to have to watch these things on this show and it continues to be like a problem in the past year because well it seems like all not all wrestlers are really nice people <laughs> but yeah uh separating art here uh there was some cool stuff in this match um but i'm happy that santos won the match because both guys are really talented wrestlers but santos has been the star that they've created here i think santos has been great and i, I would say i think this this little story here as well has been a really good way of making this title seem more credible i think santos has been an excellent uh champion and i do look forward to see who he faces next and i and i think it's now at a point where i think it's elevated to a level where i would much rather see a ricochet just leave raw and fight for this title in nxt and i think a few years ago people go oh that's such a downgrade but what is ricochet doing like i think it's a major upgrade from what he's doing right now and i think could put even more legitimacy on this title yeah, uh, and 
He's a baby face because, I mean, his crew came out to try to help him, which is kind of cheeky and heel. But Legado del Fantasma posed with him while they tell us that um, Santos's nine-year-old son comes out and they all kind of celebrate. So that baby face is It him. seemed, yeah, and with his interview later as well, yeah. they've definitely kind of baby face Santos, I think. Yeah, definitely. So Santos getting the, the double titles here. He's walking around with both of them. I think maybe he'll just use the one, but it uh, looks great. And mm. uh Good opener here, I thought, but yeah. We go to earlier, Adam Cole is here. He tries to get into the face of William Regal, basically like, get out of my way, I'm showing up here. And Kyle O'Reilly shows up in his vest, but that will be the last we see of the vest. Uh, I went and got a whole vest for TakeOver, and and he wears it for like five minutes. So It's not his wrestling gear, is it? No, no. I mean, he did fight in it recently. Uh, But also, Kyle's rocking. Now he's worn... uh, uh, He was wearing a... What other band shirts was he wearing? Uh, Nirvana, I think. But now he's in a Misfits t-shirt. I wonder if Kyle O'Reilly prefers Danzig to Graves. Um, We go to an interview with Mackenzie Mitchell, MSK. And they say that they're feeling really good about their title match last night. And they're kind of worried that they've been getting their fingerprints all over the title. Is that a joke at the, 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 the NXT old title? title? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they say there's, they're never, they're never losing these titles, never dropping them. And yeah, they have a title shot already. Someone's got a title shot, but they don't care because we're not giving these up. We just, we work so hard to get here. And then Mackenzie asked them about some predictions and they can't seem to be on the same page about who they think is going to win the main matches tonight. Yeah, it was like they're doing, what's it called, Mr. and Mrs. It's like, and it's just like, oh, but these guys are meant to know each other. Yeah, like, yeah. Isn't it funny? I would be terrified of that show. <laughs> <laughs> but I didn't quite get the end of this promo. I thought they were fine earlier, but I, it was kind of weird. It was kind of jobbing out the new champs to talk about other people. It's like, yo, can we just get like... Some some beef here, some something. Yeah, like that. <laughs> I I don't think it was really needed. They sounded fine. Um yeah. like these are two really likable guys. I Definitely. think I won't say it's a stunning promo, but it wasn't bad either. It wasn't Matt Riddle, but it's going. It seems yeah. like it's slowly going that direction. They're, I hope not. I don't know. They're not there yet. They yeah. seem they seem fine here. We'll see. We go to our next match: the women's tag team titles on the line. Shotzi Blackheart and Ember Moon, the champions. Coming out to face the challengers, The Way, Candice LeRae, and Indy Hartwell. So we know uh, that that Johnny Gargano loves crazy gear for TakeOver. So Mm -hmm. that means The Way has to have some crazy gear. We've seen some pretty interesting stuff. Out comes Candice LeRae as Jane Foster edition of Thor. Yeah. So like Natalie Portman. Lady Thor. Lady Thor, yeah. And Indy Hartwell was kind of... Just like in the same, like, I don't know, like, was it Sue Storm, Fantastic Four? Kind I, of? I, yeah, I couldn't work out. Like all was. the colors of their Just gear matched. Yeah, yeah, it all matched and they look like their unit kind of thing here. Um, and so we have this, um, I have written down the music and I don't know what, like, why I was so uh, infatuated. What, what was the music? For that the was, Ways? Was for it For the Way? It's just because it, they've got the same music as... Oh, that right. Yeah, yeah. We've, we've come across this, that there's a bunch of theme songs that like definitely use the same. Oh, at the beginning. Yeah. Johnny's. Yeah. Bailey's. Yeah. Candace's. Yeah. There's probably so many more that use this. Oh, Seth Rollins. Seth for a Rollins. Brief time. Yeah. He's gone back to burn it down now. But. Yeah. All these people are using these like vocal chants in the opening of their mm. WWE themes. Very weird. And we've picked up on it. We go to this match. Tag titles on the line. Um, 
Oh, we didn't mention Ember uh, in her crazy dragon mask thing. Just she's a dragon now. Yeah. First she was a werewolf. Then she's like a like a a furry thing. <laughs> and then Mad Max kind of thing, wasn't it? Now, now she got a sweet looking dragon mask. Shotzi's kind of like a mix of Joker, Harley Quinn style going on here with the green hair and the mm. makeup and stuff. But then she, Ember's just like this dragon. Yeah. Just is Ember just like oh, my friend is really cool and she's got this crazy attitude and loves horror movies and crazy things. Should I just act like it, her? It, it feels like that, and I, I, I feel we kind of like dunk on ember a lot but i think it's just because it doesn't it doesn't ever click you see Shotzi dressed like this and it it feels her whereas i never feel like ember i feel we're getting a different side of her every week uh and i it still hasn't quite connected i thought she looked cool though i thought they looked pretty good they look cool yeah uh so this match starts off and there's a step up sent on from Candice early on here, which she runs off your back and drops down. Uh, Candice and Indy keep tagging in and kind of being heelish here when the ref's not looking at distractions. Ember finally makes a hot tag who comes in. They call, Beth calls her the purple hurricane because she's got like purpley hair here. Uh, and then Ember does these strikes and it's like one punch, two punch, and then does this really, uh, awkward, cringy dance spot and then does the DX crotch chop to deliver a shot. Uh, so so Beth says on commentary that this is like a, a shout out to, you know, um, Road Dog and, you know, he's, he's, his health issues this past weekend mm. and we hope he's, he's doing all right. But I know that she was doing a, like a cool like nod here, but it was a little... It was very cringe. It was very... Yeah, I felt very uncomfortable watching it. <laughs> it's uh, one thing to yeah, be like... a tribute to it. She did the jabs as well, like he do, and did all the dance moves. But uh, yeah, it was just a little cringy. It's a little weird. Uh, at least maybe... Because you couldn't tell what she was doing with the dance, because that was nowhere like... No, he, he used to do that. He used to do the... Yeah, she... The, she no. the, what, what do you call it? I don't know. I'm sorry to say, I don't want to be the guy to let everyone know this, but Road Dog does it better. Oh, yeah, he does. And I couldn't figure out that that's what she was doing. If she went, oh, you didn't know or something like that, maybe. But I saw what she was trying to do, so I'm not trying to shit on it. But it was very funny. Yeah. <laughs> um, hope Road Dog's all right. So Ember's beating on Candace and Indy. And then there's, of course, a superplex Tower of Doom spot. Indy hits this huge spine buster on Moon at one point. Shotzi's in on fire, eventually hits a tiger suplex, which is nuts. Uh, and then goes up top, but um, someone's fallen on everyone here. Shotzi goes for this dive. And yeah, no one's home for this because both Candace and Indy are trying to catch her. But Shotzi flies right both over, like right over them. She threw them, like, like right through it's, them. It's right through them. I, I, yeah, I don't know why how they didn't protect her a bit better here because she was literally going in between the two of them. Um, yeah, looked scary, really scary spot here again yeah. from Shotzi. Shotzi always taking these yeah. crazy. It fits the gimmick of this like punk rock rebel here because she's just insane. Uh, there's then a th somehow she's alive after doing this. Uh, Candace comes back. Gets this cutter combo, which kicks out of it. There's then the way who hit this like 3D, but a flatliner on Shotzi for a near fall. Eventually, as Candace and Indy are helping each other get up, Ember flies off the top with the eclipse to Indy, but it's like Candace was on her back, which then knocks Candace down. Shotzi goes up for the flying senton off the top rope, and Shotzi and Ember retain the titles. I uh, yeah, I didn't like this. Um didn't think it should have been on the show to be honest we've already seen the match i 
I gotta say these women's tag titles in NXT that the title switch on the first night is kind of taking it down for me and I can't say I was too interested in this match being on the takeover it being a rematch can't say the first time they had the match was particularly good this was better than that but felt very much like a TV match and there was quite a bit of sloppiness from everyone in this at it's, one point or yeah it felt like some people were missing catching people and it just was a little little off we have seen it before but i liked it better than the last time but it it felt like more of just a regular nxt show that we watch every wednesday it didn't feel like this was a takeover like yeah and and think when there were only five matches on the show usually you've got to really fight and you've got to have a story to to warrant being on the show this I know Shotzi and Candice have been going back and forth a little bit, like for months now, but um yeah, it's not it's not a story worthy of a, a takeover. And I know it's the beginning of these titles and stuff, so it should be on there, but yeah, it didn't work for me. Yeah, like it wasn't necessarily like a, a bad match, but it did not feel it definitely put my my excitement level for takeover a little bit lower. Also, what could affect us tonight is that last night, like, did deliver. Last mm. night was a banging show. At least uh, we thought some some stuff last night was really good. And here we are. Maybe we're, like, already comparing. But I can honestly say this wasn't really – I like I, – I think all four of these, these, these women can go far in wrestling. We kind of talk about Ember, how we don't like a lot of her, like, said she's kind of cringy. And the character work and the, the acting is really just – really – lame mm. and kind of see we see through it but the the the, the wrestling is there the in ring in ring is there shotzi has this like so crazy character but sometimes the ring work is a little like sporadic just a little wild candace one of the best women's wrestlers like ever full stop and indy's like kind of coming into her own so it's like i kind of was expecting this to be like something that kind of maybe stole the show and it didn't go anywhere near doing I, I it. wasn't. <laughs> I wasn't looking I, forward to this. I thought for sure maybe we get something that would be kind of really special, especially with the launch of these NXT women tag titles. Didn't really do that for me here. The titles are already like at this like run, the low end of the... It just started on a on a bad foot, yeah. I think, with the... I, I kind of... I, I'm pretty sure the main titles, the main tag titles were going to come to NXT. And I feel like there was a pivot and a change. Yep. And that's why we've had this whole weird thing. Because uh, otherwise, you'd have just had the Dusty Classic start later. You'd have done the men's Dusty Classic as it happened. And I'd have had the regular women's Dusty Classic finishing, culminating at this show. And I think might have felt a bit more of a bigger deal if that was the case. But yeah, no, it was not for it, me. Yeah, it was like okay, this was maybe it's just takeovers are always fire. Like they're they're the matches are on there for a reason, especially with such only like a five match show, and it did not feel like that. It didn't feel like a regular takeover. It didn't mm. feel like takeover season. No Gargano prophecy gonna happen here with the way, or maybe. We go to Finn Balor videos of him backstage and he's getting ready and prepared for his title defense. And same with Cross, who's at a kick, kickboxing bag here with Scarlet looking on with, I don't know, like horns and out of her, coming out of her face. Spikes out of her chest yeah. and her head and everything. Yeah. Yeah. Looks kind of, she should get it checked out. There's, uh, Stephanie McMahon in the crowd. She's smiling, looking like a proud mom almost <laughs> with Gable Stevenson. I think so, yes. Yeah, Gable Stevenson. So this, like, uh, this actual wrestler. NCAA, first national division 
and he won the Danny Hodge Award for wrestling and is a future Olympian. Okay, a future Olympian. Yeah, I so I assume he's competing in the next Olympics. So the 2021 last year last year <laughs> last year's Olympics? last year's this year's Man, whatever it is. They're yeah. still going on with those things. It sounds crazy. Uh that's interesting. Uh, I'm I'm always um interested in like actual wrestlers coming into WWE like Kurt Angle obviously is like the, mm. the the star of that being the only gold Olympic there, but uh, winner there. But so many of the other wrestlers that have gone through actual wrestling, like they, it works. I think so. Maybe this guy can be a big deal. But Gable Stevenson, uh, big looking dude, so looks big and scary. Yeah, yeah, he does. I like it. We go to our next match: Johnny Gargano representing the way, the North American champion, defending against Bronson Reed. We said uh, we would give Reed a pass to wear his Godzilla toy with him tonight, but he, he chose not to do it. And unfortunately, the giant skull kind of ruins his entrance yeah. because he couldn't have his big video of him walking through the city, destroying everything. I think for like when there's takeovers back and, and all this stuff, like his will be his entrance will be on this big thing where they set up. It'll be like Kaiju Big Battle where they set up fake buildings and stuff for him to just like <laughs> kick. The, it'll be like Goldberg kicking the pyro. He comes down like somehow the, if you can shake the arena or just the stage part yeah. or something, the camera can shake and it's like, whoa. And he, yeah, that would be cool. Uh, Johnny's got some gear though. Johnny takeover mm. and Johnny gear on point. What did, what's going on with Johnny's gear here? So he had Lady Thor, Candace. I, th- I thought he was War Machine. It was like the silver Iron Man suit, yeah, wasn't it? It was, he, he, he had the New York Iron Man when he wrestled in New York, mm. when he beat Cole. And here he is kind of doing the same reactor rebel heart thing in the middle, but now it's like all gray and dark. So mm. is he, is he doing like a mashup of War Machine and maybe Cyborg, Cyborg from the recent like Justice League or something? But looks cool either way. Uh, I like all his nerdy. Oh, I, I didn't get Cyborg at all. Some people, I, I just noted that some I don't people know, in the, the arc chat. reactors. Yeah, the arc like... reactor, but a lot of the other stuff, it was like a chest protector. Mm. But Johnny's so meta that he mixes things as well. So True. he loves his nerdy stuff. Bronson Reed, Johnny Gargano, North American title. Johnny keeps going after Reed but getting swatted away and like shoved around a lot. There's a fall away slam from Reed for a near fall. Gargano outside of the ring goes for the slingshot spear, but again, just swatted in midair, like just blocked. Reed keeps catching Johnny every time he's flying around him or jumping at him. There's a big power slam, like Tour of the Islands kind of. There's a Uranagi from Reed and then a nasty Death Valley driver for a near fall. There's Johnny who comes back with a backstabber, the just kidding super kick, but Reed hits him with a brain buster. <sighs> Gargano, though, gets put on the shoulders in an electric chair and counters this into a poison Rana, which is nasty. Gargano gets the Gargano escape, but the thick boy's too thick, so he can escape. There's then a razor's edge from outside the ring into the ring. Goes for the tsunami splash, but as Beth Phoenix says, Sue, not so much splash. There's then super kicks to the head from Johnny for near fall. Um, Theory tries to get involved here, so Reed attacks him but then catches Johnny while still distracted, which was pretty cool. There's then a suicide dive from Reed. The final beat is countered into the nasty Samoan drop type move that we've seen Reed start doing now, but it's a near fall. There's then super kicks from Reed, like a Rikishi style super kick here, like the back side sidekick there. Goes for a moonsault, but Johnny rolls out of the way. Johnny hits the final beat DDT and then another springboard... DDT, the final beat, Johnny Gargano pins Bronson Reed and retains the title. 
Yeah, I, I thought this was a pretty good match, but I kind of say the same thing I did about the match before. There was, with this whole eliminator gauntlet thing the night before, there's then no story between Gargano and Bronson. And as much as I like both guys, if it's a takeover, I kind of need a bit more juice going into it than just Bronson won the gauntlet eliminator match the night before. Uh, I thought there were some actual really cool counters from both guys in this match. Uh, Bronson Reed showing off his strength a lot of the time and just the way even Johnny Gargano can work around with the guy this size and get him in the Gargano escape and stuff like that is so impressive. Um, good match. I enjoyed it. But again, nothing really blowing me away like this could have been on this could have been a good match on TV for me. And I think maybe it's because of the lack of story. Yeah, it was weird that the gauntlet thing took up such a long chunk of night one. And it was kind of just okay. And then sets up this big match. And it's kind of not thrown together because this is the way they planned it. But it just, maybe you should have just booked Bronson, who has been beating a lot of the Bronson beat LA Knight. Like, who's mm. this supposed to be the new guy here? Bronson should have just got the title match. And maybe the story would have. It's maybe a way of protecting Bronson a bit if you don't, want to put the title on him right away you've kind of got the excuse of he he had to fight all these guys yesterday like Bronson yeah. Reed's coming into this match not at 100% so I think that could be a way to kind of protect him rather than if you did a months long build to this match and then he lost you go oh well what now mm-hmm. um, maybe but I don't know still just something tonight maybe it was me just wasn't clicking I enjoyed it I thought it was a good match but Again, expecting a little more. This is where this is where our Twitch chat kind of started getting a little divided, as well as my Twitter. Because after this match, I still I I love Johnny Takeover, and I'm a big fan of Bronson Reed. I kind of was maybe expecting more. Again, of a take, you called the show Stand and Deliver, and now you've you're you're ruining that because you, you're making it seem like we have to. Because the NXT Takeover always does. I didn't. I'm not saying these two did not deliver in this match. Again, a really fine, a really great match. Just didn't get to that like level. Like you said, this was a, a, a TV Wednesday night match that we would go, hey, that match on TV was really good. But yeah. not a match to go, hey, WrestleMania weekend, it was this. And again, two two guys that I'm really big super fans of. But it didn't quite get to that that oomph that I was looking for in my takeover. And I've had two kind of three matches in a row that didn't hit on a five-match card. I was spent. I was done. Like, not done, but like, hey, I'm kind of bored. Yeah, I, I was too. I, I think all three up to this point were f- just fine. I, I didn't like the tag, to be honest, but it, it wasn't hitting that level right right away. And I think being in the same setting as NXT, um, it kind of just, it felt like TV to me. It felt more like TV than yesterday's show. Which is weird, considering yesterday was really the, the TV, TV one. one. Yeah. Uh, this one, though, if you were in Canada, you got it commercial-free on Sportsnet, which is crazy, mm. which is amazing. But... A lot of issues with the Peacock, people were saying. But yeah, this this match, some people were like, hey, this is pretty good. I'm not saying it was a bad match. I just, I really, I really thought I'd get maybe something a little bit bigger out of it. We go to our next match. Sorry, yeah, we will go. I do think a lot is the Gargano character as well. Sure. I, I think there's just so many elements to this story where you're like, you're watching it going, yeah, this is good, but it's just not connected. Isn't it backwards? Anymore. And I think, I think it's the whole thing with the way. Like that, they're, they're getting go away heat from me, which is crazy because I'm, you know me, I'm such a Johnny Gargano fan. I, I think he's one of, if not the best wrestlers around today. But I do not like the way story, 
and Bronson came in cold. So, yeah, I, I think that could be a factor. I think this was backwards. Johnny Gargano, you, you put this on with someone who doesn't know what's going on in this. You see this little guy come yeah. out dressed as a fucking superhero going up a guy who's pro- supposed to be this giant monster dude. Mm. But it, the, the little guy's the bad guy and then yeah. the asshole. It's just a little backwards. Uh, both great stars, but didn't quite hit that takeover classic. I think maybe some people thought we'd get... Speaking of TakeOver Classic, let's go to Karrion Cross, who is the challenger for Finn Balor's NXT Championship. Yes, that's right. This is not the main event because there's there's bigger fish to fry. Karrion Cross, Finn Balor. Cross comes out with Scarlet with all the, the spikes on her face. He's got this gladiator style gear here. He's he's ready for some fighting. What do you think of this? He's like Sparta. It was all right. Yeah. I just wish this guy would focus on the wrestling rather than fucking tarot cards and smoke and songs yeah, and things. Yeah, there wasn't so much uh, tarot There's cards. always so much going on with this dude, and I'm just like, bring it in the ring. Yeah, I think now they're trying to focus on like the actual like him kicking the bag and it was stuff. Yeah, the the video package for this was interesting because it, it didn't have much of the Scarlet stuff at all like it's it had shots of her being spooky but it wasn't showing like your card is marked finn or whatever that was right. from a few weeks ago it was mainly like cross in an mma gym cross like throwing weights like cross training in all these different techniques to go up against finn and it was it felt to me they were pulling away from look at this spooky man with his spooky <laughs> witch wife so then they play the demons theme, the intro to the demon. Yeah, <laughs> so it kind of gets you going. Oh, wait a second! And this is one of the times they incorporated the screens all around, and they were showing all of Finn's like big moments from. I think it was just NXT moments, NXT highlights, mainly the demon, but had like yeah that heartbeat music going on, which is a cool mm. thing here. But then when the music hits and the Tron turns on. We do not see a demon, but the camera shows as he turns around Finn Balor in the leather jacket with the pose, but a little nod, you could say, with a red X painted on his shoulder. Could it be a symbol for carrying cross, the red X on the shoulder, the injury? Or could it be that he's just putting some paint on him because he's like, ah, I want to put a little paint on. I had heard a rumor that it was Enzo that used to do his paint. Oh, yeah? That makes so maybe sense. that's why friends. he's not doing it. They were... <laughs> he's like, I'm going to try. He was trying, got halfway, was like, uh, maybe I can turn this into an X. <laughs> an X. He's looking at a picture of Venom or whatever, Carnage, and he's like, oh, oh, just do an X, that works. It's kind of my symbol. I mean, maybe he does it himself, too, because in New Japan he did it, so maybe he had someone else maybe. doing it. He had, like, who do you think was doing I, it? I mean, he wouldn't have done his back himself. No, maybe. no, he could if he tried. I don't know. So, no demon. It's it's Finn Balor versus Karrion Cross. No spooky stuff, but the one guy does look like an Armani model, and the next guy looks like a gladiator. But here we go. NXT world title on the line. I love the tale of the tape for some of these big matches mm. this week. And uh, the intangible for Finn Balor? Cold-blooded. Yeah. Cold-blooded. And his record at TakeOver is 14-1. and one. Yeah. That's insane. Never lost a title defense at TakeOver. Jeez. So here he has one here. Uh, both guys go at it here with classic startup for uh, wrestles, for the graps. Uh, but some of the red paint of the X goes on Cross's face, and he, has, he like, wipes it off. And Balor laughs at him, like, ha, ha, ha. Look at you, you paint on your face, 
big idiot. And yeah, co- uh, Finn's playing a nice like. He's got a nice arrogance about him in the yeah. early parts of the match with the the smirks and, yeah, getting his paint on his face. So he might not be the demon, but he's using mind games in other forms here. Uh, so they go at it again, and they kind of stand face-to-face after wiping the, fa- the paint away again. And Finn just slaps Cross, who gets him fired up and starts to beat the shit out of Finn. There's uh, suplexes all around the ring. Finn comes back with a flying arm bar at one point. Uh, Finn attacks like the, the arm, the shoulder, and then this like liver attack essentially. And then the final cut for a near fall. Cross comes back with a pretty beautiful Northern Light suplex, then a power bomb. Finn gets out of this with a standing stomp at one point, which looks good. There's a doomsday Saito suplex from Cross, but it's not enough to keep Finn down, who comes back with the John Woo drop kick, the coup de gras. It's a one. Two, it's a kick out turned into a sleeper from Karrion Cross. Now Finn eventually slips out of that with his own submission game here where they're doing this long submission hold where Finn, you might think that Finn's going to make Cross tap out. It's kind of like a, kind of like a Gargano escape, abdominal stretch, regal stretch, some sort of stretch. Uh, but Cross gets out of it and then gains the control, like the, takes the guard here on Balor, but from behind, and it's supposed to be these, like, clubbing blows to the back of the head. Again, going for, like, an MMA-style thing here. Mm. But the dude's just slapping his it back. Looks, it, it looked kind of nice. Like, I, I want someone being on my back like this sometimes, like a little massage. This, yeah, it looked weak. When you consider someone in the Twitch room brought it up, we've we've recently rewatched both of the, the Brian-Roman matches. In both those matches, there's moments where Roman delivers these forearms to Brian to the back, just like this, and they look deadly. They look like they'll kill you. Here, this guy is just slapping his back. He's slapping them up. It looked so weak. Yeah, he's slapping them up like Big Show slapping Akibono's titties around in that match yeah. we talked about. It lo- didn't look. We- it looked weird. It was funny to me. Uh, he picks up Finn Balor and German suplexes him. Uh, Finn tries to fight back, but there's the Doomsday Saito. I think another one in there, and then the elbow to the back of the head, as I call the the cross blade or whatever, the, the hidden blade, the hidden cross. The push over with my the forearm. push with the forearm push, and Carrion Cross pins Finn Balor and new champion Carrion Cross. I, I wasn't really a fan of this match, uh, unfortunately. I. I've really enjoyed this run with Finn Balor as champion and I personally think it was a shame it came to an end here. I don't know if there's uh, perhaps Finn is now the the war's over. Maybe we don't need Finn anymore seeing that we're not on Wednesdays and maybe he's going to go up. And to be honest, I am excited if he does move up, um, if he keeps his character, if he's used as the star he is. I- I'd be excited to see him on the main roster. But this for me just... It didn't hit that level again for a for a carrying cross in these title matches. Um, his offense just looks weak. He looks like a killer. Like he looks like a scary dude. Everything else works for me, but then when it comes to the wrestling, you see like Finn and Kyle just bring it so much more with these strikes. Not everything looks just weak to me. Yeah, no, I, I, I'm i on the same page. I didn't hate this match. I thought this was the best match Cross has had here in the WWE, uh, not knowing too much of the stuff he has done outside of here before. But it 
Balor's had been in this like MMA, technical wrestling, tough guy, uh, star of a Guy Ritchie movie kind of vibe that he's been mm-hmm. going for. He's the hard ass. He's been killing people. He's, he fucked up his, like, jaw got fucked up in that match with Kyle because they, they killed each other out here. There wasn't really much of that. And maybe, maybe it wasn't Finn's fault because, yeah, Cross looks, Cross looks like this monster. He's got his, his tattoos and his scary, sexy wife beside him. And he's got the whole look and the, the music and everything. It's very WWE. And then it's all, almost as if he's play fighting that he's a killer when, all these other guys are are actually doing that, and he's he's not. It I I, I didn't mind some of the aspects of this match because I I found myself getting into it, but it it didn't compare to any of the the, the Pete Dunn Balor title main event from the last takeover. Mm-hmm. It didn't compare to that. It did not compare to Kyle versus Balor either. The submissions weren't weren't working for me either. Like there there were long periods, and I, I don't mind long periods of submissions if they're if they're adding to the story and there's a struggle there where here that they just seemed a bit weak as well. It, I think I might have preferred the Escobar match to this, like the cross Escobar match to this one. Um, I'm with you. It wasn't terrible. I, I preferred it to the Keith Lee carrying cross match, but if we've got to have this guy headlining for a title reign, I can't say I'm too excited about it because he hasn't delivered for me up till now. Whereas Finn has in this run. Yeah, I'm, I, you could say maybe I didn't like this match because I'm, I'm upset with the outcome. That is also why I just genuinely, I don't, outcomes is whatever. It's, it's the fact that like, I wanted to see like these two kind of kill each other. And I didn't really get that out of this. They had a good, like good match again, good match, but nothing that I'm like, holy shit, this was amazing. And yeah, as a fan, I'm genuinely like, really? That's how we end Balor's thing? Dude got like kicked out of all this crazy stuff, didn't tap out of all these things, was such a badass for the better part of this year in NXT. And just like that, we've, we've, we've like, like just stampered that out. Just been like, yeah, okay, it's over. And it's just kind of, it kind of falls flat for me. Yeah. 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 I agree. Uh, so I'm, I I, won't say anymore. It's like, does Finn Balor move up? Cause if we lose Finn, the show kind of sucks. Uh, I, I think he goes up. (laughs) Cause like, I know Finn's, this was the best he's looked. So maybe they're like, there's so much money in this character that we got to use you someplace else. Mm. Maybe he'll help revive another brand. If they take him here, but I, I, I keep, I sound like a broken record. I keep thinking that Cross is going to like come out with these, these bangers of matches. And even after winning the title here, I'm like, yeah, it didn't really do it for me. No, th- this was the one I said beforehand. If he can't do it with Finn, I don't know who. Exactly. So I'm over it. Like I, I've yeah. given him a shot. I've been watching this a while now with him in it. Also, it's, it's like, wouldn't you no. want Balor versus Cross again? Uh, ba- sorry, Balor versus Kyle again. Like, that that whole thing and instead now it's kind of like do we get kyle cross or whatever like who knows what we get but it's just it's just a little weird it's just it wasn't really it didn't hit for me didn't hit at all and yeah i'm boo-boo face about valor losing but that means i gotta watch this guy as it's a champ. different if it's if that final like elbow to the back of the head is delivered like osprey's hidden blade where i worry for the guy taking it right. every single time it's not as much of a whimper do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, oh, well, wow, Finn just got beheaded by that dude. But it's because it's just, I'm going to push you over with my forearm. It's soft. It is. It's soft. Enzo would uh, agree. Yeah. It's soft. Well, new champ, Karrion Cross. We'll, uh, we'll see what happens. Uh, we'll see what happens. I see someone in the Twitch chat, Adam Pearson, writing in. 
If we lose Finn, but maybe on Tuesday we gain an Alistair Black. Yeah, fantasy booking. Black there. like would really help this whole roster. I think if we do le- lose Finn, um, I- I'm all for that. I think that's great. That would be an interesting thing. And I, I do like the idea of Finn to SmackDown. I think mixing him in there with your Romans and Brian, Cesaro, Seth, I think Finn, that's where he should be going. No one should go to Raw at this point. <laughs> ever. SmackDown's ever. quite a nice show. Like, promise, go there. Me, promise me, you'll never go to Raw. It's a, it's, a, it's a silly place. We have the Emperor of Lucha Libre, the, the, the champion, the crown champion, the dual champ, Santos Escobar. He's just so excited that he won. Like you mentioned, he's cutting his, like, babe. He's just, like, smiling. He's like, ah, ah. He's not trying to be this, like, asshole. All of a sudden, you know, in wrestling, you just, you just flip. He's like, oh, and, and Jordan Devlin put up a good fight. It's like, oh, what, why are you putting him over? Come on. All right. Okay. Uh, so maybe he's healing himself if he's saying that uh but he's basically like i'm gonna be a fighting champion so maybe we'll see some cruiserweight title matches in the near future we see the new women's champion raquel gonzalez looking good here in the crowd holding up her title here watching some of the show so uh like i said i cry that eo lost but raquel look so far looking good yeah looking like a dominant champion so at this point of the show we're going to the main event and at this point i kind of felt like i i was like just i had to like tap out i was like something needs to save this show Mm. and i feel like it might be this main event uh so good that i need to crack my last claw let's talk about night two stand delivers main event adam cole versus kyle o'reilly so undisputed era breakup the the nasty turn from cole super kicking finn super kicking kyle the whole story has been kind of like a little spotty. Some of it is like really, it's quite simple. You guys were a team for a long time, but then they added some weird stuff. But it looked like it was all just a silly ruse that we fell into because to get that guy, that Sean guy, to just edit this amazing promo, Prime yeah, Target. They, they just spent a few weeks filming stuff. Like, all we need, Kyle, is you just to get this line in and yeah. I can edit it real well here. Because... Wow, that prime target. We we talked all about it last week on mm. on up next with leading into this ma- this match and this show. Like that prime target was epic with the rain and everything. Like literally one of the best videos hyping up a match, one hundred percent. And here they play like parts of it. There was uh, extra shots of it that they put out this week as well. But great stuff. Le- playing it here, it gets you so hyped to see this match and. It's, yeah, it's basically uh, a heartfelt story because these guys are friends, but they're going to fight because now they hate each other. Oh, man. Kyle O'Reilly gets walked to the ring, not in his vest, but now in his new, like, axe and smash gear or something. I don't mean, like, looking like them. That's just what it said on it, I'm pretty sure. Did yeah, it, it, it did, yeah. Um, being referenced twice in two days. Axe and smash. Yeah, Jericho called... Dax and Cash, Axe and Smash yesterday. And then we have maybe Kyle Riley, just former uh, Smash Wrestling. Maybe just showing some support for Smash. I don't know what this meant. Axe and Smash, isn't that Demolition? Yeah, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, but I don't know why his thing said it here. But he likes him. <laughs> <laughs> Kyle, though, looking like serious Kyle. Cool Kyle's not here. Serious Kyle is, and he's he's going to beat him up. But he's got new music. It's He sure does. Generic rock number 18. Yeah. He hadn't quite got down the air guitar with it yet. He was trying. He was trying and it was like, oh, it doesn't, all right, doesn't quite go here. 
There, there were a couple of bits where I think, yeah, put a title in Carl's hand, he could air guitar. He did, he did do a little air guitar. I, I, I was like, ah, uh, you, you know, say what you want. You gave the people what you want, what they wanted. Yeah. A little air guitar here. I am a music head, and I said weeks ago, when they split, okay, I can't wait for Kyle to get some new music that he can air guitar to. And I've seen Kyle O'Reilly post up music on his like socials and, mm. and stuff like stuff that he's been listening to. And I'm like, Oh, me and Kyle, like, like some, some similar bands. And I'm like, Oh, if that's the case, like they should go out and like do some, some themes with some of these bands or something like that. No, no, let's just use something from here comes the pain from like 20 years ago. Adam Pearson in the Twitch chats reminding us that Axe and Smash is the name of his elbow knee combo. Right. Okay. Yes, that's true. Yeah. That. Clearly. But yeah. Has. This, uh, this music wasn't, great maybe it'll grow on us because i i do recall um rebel heart i wasn't a fan of when i first heard and i love it now uh undisputed era's theme i remember felt very generic to start with and i love it now so maybe i it will grow on me but it didn't leave a good first impression yeah at least usually i'm like because i remember the guitar in the beginning is like these like guitar riff that it comes in with but it just sounded very classical wwe generic sounds like it could use lyrics or something both both songs maybe it's like the first step to that yeah uh because then here we are complaining about wrestlers theme music but then adam cole comes out to new theme music yeah clearly cameron grimes won the bid on that when he bought grimes the system i guess so yeah but yeah adam cole no longer using this theme as well comes out to a ripoff of it instead yeah, again, just felt very generic. That's what our theme is. Yeah. <laughs> I went to my buddy who was like, you play guitar, can you rip this theme off? And then I added some stuff, and that's what, that's what this sounded like, except it didn't have lyrics or anything like that. In fact, it must be so new that they, they don't know it that well that they just quickly had to pick something, because Adam Cole didn't know where the cue was for the boom. He didn't know when he to missed do the it. boom. He missed yeah. the boom. I saw that, Adam. I saw you. You missed it. Yeah. <laughs> and i got to say, like, as... It seems silly just criticizing I know. entrance music, but I wasn't into the show up until this point, especially after that last title match. Yeah. And you kind of want to try and like get hyped up again because I'm looking forward to this match. And then when the entrances are a little flat as well, it's just like, come on. Something. I, I would have kind of preferred if this was just silence, both coming out. Like you had with Champa against Gargano, it's unsanctioned, so you don't have all the the fanfare of if it was a proper match. Even the referees in his black rather than his, in his referee gear. I think maybe silence would have worked better here for both guys. Yeah, it was just weird. Uh, we don't know any of these themes. They come out; they're kind of similar. They don't use the one that everyone loved, and it's just kind of these generic songs. Maybe they're the skeletons of what they're working maybe. on for right now. But they did have a long time to come up with something like the breakup happened a little while ago mm. you could have AEW. tony khan just goes buys pixie songs it's fine but here we they gotta there's no more cfo i guess that's why they can't use shock the system or something but mm. uh we need wwe needs to pick it up they're, they're making signing their music game yeah is, is whack not good right i now. know sorry we're going off on music and wrestling but let, we need to have this conversation because AEW just has some the AEW has some weird themes too but they got some cool songs and and the wwe nxt and stuff just getting kind of getting whack and mm. very similar and drowns you out. So unsanctioned match. They hate each other. Adam Cole, Kyle O'Reilly, one on one. No rules. Just the last person to to survive essentially wins this match. It doesn't go on the books. 
we get uh, the zombie refs, the the special guest ref in the, the black T-shirt here. He's looking jacked. These guys start off. They brawl all around the place. They brawl on the outside. Kyle gets dumped off the apron. There's chairs. There's uh, those like uh, rafter things that people are people. The sound things rigs. Uh, there's an Ushi Garoshi from Adam Cole early on as he yells at Kyle. I made you. Uh, there's the flying knees from Kyle O'Reilly and the sweeping in the leg. Is that the axe and the smash? There's the the standing like knee bar into a chair, which looks nasty. They just grabbing all sorts of different weapons. There's a running drop kick like through a table. There's rolling elbows. They then incorporate a steel chain, which is a very long steel chain here. Uh, and then, but Kyle gets a neck breaker while trying to get back into the ring. There's then Kyle who wraps up the chain around his foot and then delivers Kawada kicks to Cole, but with the chain like t- wrapped around his 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 kick guard there. Um, then there's this this spot where the chain then get looped around from one end of the ring to the other. Kyle doesn't realize that as he runs after Adam, who gets out of the way, and a literal clothesline. This is great from the chain. Yeah. To Adam Cole. Sorry, to Kyle O'Reilly. So, yeah, the chain is actually used as a... That's what the word clothesline is because it's like a clothesline. It well, is. that's what happens to Kyle here. This spot is crazy. This was what, this was great. Yeah. yeah I, this was I, creative. I uh, thought really creative. Kind of felt like it came out of nowhere. You'd almost forgotten about the chain at this point. I, I thought it looked great. Well, they didn't break the chain, but that looked great. Uh, Adam comes back with a backstabber, again, with the chain all wrapped up. Adam Cole then grabs these chairs from under the ring, and they're Undisputed Era chairs. Remember from their uh, War Games mm-hmm. match? Well, clearly, he's, they had some lying around. There's German suplexes, Shining Wizards back and forth. Uh, the, the steps are moved because Cole going for the brainbuster, but it's blocked into a guillotine. Uh, at one point, Kyle does something I, I talked about on AEW show BD Elite, cause halfway through a match, the young bucks are like, ah, do I want to fight my opponent? Kyle thinks about it, like, ah, but then he goes, no, like, I hate you. So he beats up Adam Cole. They fight on the announcer table. There's a brainbuster, but the table does not break. I am the table. Looks crazy though. Uh, there's then like a monitor to the head at one point from Adam Cole. These guys are going the distance. There's a toolbox. There's pliers. There's a tire iron. There's a second chain. Yes, two chains in this match. Two chains. There's rebound lariats. This match is like these guys basically hitting each other with everything. Um, Kyle O'Reilly hits like his third brain buster. So busted makes him feel good. There's cross arm breakers, triangles, there's elbows back and forth, super kicks, Panama city sunrises. At one point, Adam Cole goes for a inverted concerto. So Kyle's laid out and he puts his head in the chair and instead of like hitting the guy from the back of the head, he's just going to hit him straight in the face. And all of us in the Twitch watch along and everyone watching at home is like gasping like, whoa, no one's ever done that. That looks like bad. And the ref doing his job, kind of. It's unsanctioned, but he's like, hey, Adam Cole, maybe you shouldn't do that. That's probably bad. I want to kill the guy. Like, yo, dude, do whatever you want. But like, that looks like it might really ruin his day. So Adam Cole gets pissed, shoves the referee, but uh, which would... He punches him in yeah, the face. He shouldn't have done this. Shove. Yeah, he shouldn't he have done this. He decks him. He takes him out and then uh, hits the Panama Sunrise, but the ref's down, so he can't get the pin. Kyle starts to crawl up the the ramp here, and then there's the classic Bam Bam Bigelow Taz ECW spot where they both fall through the stage ramp there. Yeah, Kyle's got 
Cole in the guillotine. So Cole kind of just jumps at the stage to try and break it and just smashes all the way through. Yeah, it looked great. And then Cole super kicks like the wall of it, the sides of it to get Kyle out of it to beat him up even more. Uh, more brain busters. There's the last shot attempt, but Kyle just collapses. As Adam Cole's yelling at him, you're nothing. You ain't nothing. Be- you're all because of me. I made you. I'm the reason you're you're even here. But he goes for the last shot again. It's countered. There's then an Ushiguroshi from Kyle O'Reilly of his own here. Then he takes down his knee pad, hits Adam with the last shot, and then s- sets up this like chair but it's upside down which is just looks already looks nasty he then sets up on on the top turnbuckle i think it's cole who sets it up actually but get that's a low blow from kyle uh, it's an exchange from one he gave to him earlier which then kyle wraps the chain around his leg again while adam is face down on this upside down chair near the turnbuckle kyle jumps off the top turnbuckle flying with that knee but with the chains all wrapped around it just crashing onto the back and the back of the neck and the head of Adam Cole. The chair collapses. This spot is nasty. Kyle rolls on top of Cole and Kyle O'Reilly does what they said he couldn't do. And that's beat Adam Cole. Kyle O'Reilly, unsanctioned win here at Stand and Deliver. Wow. What a long, that was a long fucking match. It was, (laughs) yeah, 40 minutes, 22 seconds, according to Cage Match. Um, I I liked the match. It's definitely one I want to go back and and watch a bit more isolated because got to be honest, the rest of the show kind of killed it for me. And and yeah, this match did feel quite long and it took me a while to kind of shake off the rest of the show and get into it. I did get into it. I thought they did a really good match. I think it's uh obviously I want everyone to be safe, but the sadist in me blood would have definitely yeah built this up even more i i think it would have made this a, a more memorable match just the visuals i think especially with the chains like the use of the chains with the blood and everything would have looked cool i did think they worked a really good match though and quite inventive spots bit confused by the ref bump i see it maybe as a way we're gonna have a rematch because cole had the visual pin it's it's a strange way round. You normally see the baby face, like the ref is inadvertently taken out and the baby face gets the visual pin. Here it was the heel took out the ref and then goes for a pin right after. And it was a bit odd, but I'm thinking maybe we were going to run this match again on TV or another takeover perhaps because, yeah, Cole's got a gripe there because he can say, ah, I, I won the match. The ref shouldn't have ever stopped me in the first place. It's unsanctioned. It's unsanctioned. Is this gonna, the ref is yeah. there to count the pin. I definitely see some storyline coming out of that. And I don't mind that because I happily see these two go again. Yeah, I feel like maybe at, you you mentioned that maybe this would be some sort of loser leaves NXT. Mm. Even entering the arena today, there was a stare down with Regal. He's going to have a complaint with Regal and saying you're doing this like against me. That could lead into that like loser leaves eventually or something down the line. Yeah. Rematches and, and sorts. Maybe we do see a rematch that, but I, I actually really enjoyed this match. This was my match of the night. I think that is everyone's pick over this show here tonight. Um, from night two. Uh, I really love Kyle O'Reilly. Really love Adam Cole. They have great chemistry. This, the, the rest of the show really 
didn't do it for me. And like you said, the, the, the music right off the top with them coming out wasn't very epic and big match feel, but the way it was shot with the security and everything, I got sucked into it and I was like, all right, I'm going to, I'm going to get into it. And they did just that. They were very violent. There was all the weapons being brought out. I would have liked to see some blood, like you mentioned, but this felt like some crazy epic that they were going for to tell this story. My only gripe is, yeah, that like ref bump thing kind of didn't make sense. If it doesn't doesn't lead to anywhere. Yeah. Yeah. And I think there is still more story because Roddy has quit in story, right? He's got to come back at some point. Bobby, still not sure quite what's going on with him, but it makes sense for him to get involved as well at some point. So I don't see that being the blow-off match. I definitely think there's more to this one. Yeah, overall, um, didn't really like a lot of this. Like, it was fine. It felt like a solid TV match. But maybe that sucks when you have two ma- two nights going back-to-back with different matches over mm. top. Uh, I knew going into it, looking on paper, night one kind of had more of my interest. But this match, uh, definitely go out of your way to check out because it was just like an epic like war of these two great guys just doing great stuff in their time here. And yeah, uh, it it sucks because I don't want to say this takeover sucked, but like I really... It, it really didn't. And I, I think we are more negative than it sounds, but we're like kind of we have a standard. We've We've been covering NXT for a long time and we know what to expect from a takeover. So when things don't... We want 10s, right? We want 10 out of 10 for like every match because that's what we're used to with takeover. So when you're getting like sixes, you're a bit like, oh, okay. At least that's how I feel with it. I'm sure watching some of these matches back, I go, oh, that wasn't as bad as made out. But this was a weaker takeover for sure. Yeah, uh, I I really thought these guys went the distance, of course, giving them, you said 40 plus minutes yeah. in the main event. Like, yeah, they deserve it. The story is has been the the whole show i'm glad that they main evented there's no way any other match would have went on after this just because i I like long epic matches and slow burns in my wrestling matches i'm kind of over hardcore wrestling in those matches where i like the longer matches that are actually like like more so the actual wrestling like I, i i know i just we just watched it and we're just still live doing it but like i much prefer jay white and kota bushi's long story forming in the thing because here was like we know you hate each other we know you're going to use weapons and all this stuff and they didn't quite use too many things other than some no tables really were broken crowd really wanted tables the crowd for some reason i don't know if it was piped in or someone someone kept hitting hitting that button no it it was the crowd yeah there was people there yeah uh overall this match i can say saved the show like i didn't feel like i was robbed tonight of my time because adam cole and and kyle just went out and killed each other and killed it to entertain all of us but who the rest of that show? Not for me. Not for me. So I can already say that my pick for both nights uh, here of Stand and Deliver, night one, definitely uh, was the better show. Yeah, I'm just having a, a look back at uh, at the nights. And yeah, I definitely, night one was definitely the better show. I think you could put a great takeover with... Dunn versus Kushida, Walter Champa, MSK, the, sorry, that tag match with MSK, Gonzalez, Shirai, and then headlined by O'Reilly and Cole. That that would have been a great one-night takeover there. Yeah. Uh, and I feel like we say that whenever it's a two-night event. I've said it for the last two Wrestle Kingdoms. You go, there's a really good one-night pay-per-view in there. And yeah, just, just night two was a, a bit of a letdown for me. 
Yeah, uh, I thought night one, obviously people will be talking about Champa and Walter for the rest of the year. Definitely show up on people's match of the year list, definitely. Uh, Pete Dunne and Kushida had a great match. Uh, I, I really enjoyed Io Shirai and Raquel as well. The title change and the, I guess that dive off the skull was really cool. Just felt like more of an actual pay-per-view and, and special, whereas tonight's felt like TV match with some 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 good attempts, but the main event really delivered, but... I think I'm just really sour on Finn losing the title because it's like, where do we, where do we go from here? But I guess that's what's up next. That is what's up next. Well, that's what we thought. We have opened the phone lines today what? on Zoom to our very wonderful patrons. So let's go to a couple of calls before we check the forum to see what you say. Now, I think I've got a Mr. Eric Marcotte on the line. Uh, so Eric, I'm going to ask to one you to unmute yourself and did you actually watch the wrestling today eric i watched the entire takeover card from today the entire takeover card from yesterday and all of raw too which sucks oh. but you know oh that that's insane that that is not like wow. you uh you could say you've been bitten by the wrestlemania bug i guess you could say I was fired earlier this week and have a lot of free time. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. That's how Deep Impact was born. <laughs> uh, what were your thoughts on the show, Eric? So uh, as for tonight's show, I, I feel like my uh, sentiments kind of echoed your own in the sense that there wasn't anything uh, bad throughout the show. Yet I definitely felt its length, and I felt as though I didn't enjoy it as much as I enjoyed uh, yesterday's card. You enjoyed night one, obviously. Eric, what was your match over the the, the two nights? Uh, definitely uh, Champa versus Walter, like yeah. by a mile. Oh yeah, one hundred percent. Like it, it was. I, I like. I thought that was. I really liked the match tonight with the main event, but like Champa Walter leaves the biggest impression over both nights easily. Even I think it maybe have made everyone think that tonight would be bigger because of after watching such a fight from those two guys but i'm shocked eric marcotte uh, watched wrestling now, eric you're our mma expert here now our new nxt champion i believe has a bit of an mma background uh do, do you think that showed in his his match tonight <laughs> yeah no uh not in the slightest <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah fair enough any other thoughts eric before we move on no, that's all I got. On to the next person, I think. <laughs> Thank you for calling Thank in. Love to hear from you, Eric. Hope to hear you soon and see you in the watch-alongs. Let's go to Mike next. Uh, Mike, are you still there? Thank you for waiting. Mike Weiss. Mike Weiss. Okay, well, let's Come go to the to forum you. while we're, we're seeing if Mike can figure that out. Um, Forum.postwrestling.com. Start with Mystery, who says... Tonight's episode of TakeOver felt like a massive step down, especially compared to la last night. The ladder match, from a wrestling perspective, was fine. I enjoyed seeing Little Santo show up and celebrate. Reed Gargano was a good match, even if I think Gargano's reign is well past its expiry date. Women's tag match was better than I expected, even if it wasn't anything really to phone home about. The finish to the O'Reilly Cole match was innovative and neat. Karrion Cross as champion, again, does absolutely nothing for me. Cole Kyle O'Reilly went on a bit too long and felt overindulgent. 
Definitely in the minority here, but the audience harmed the show more than it helped. I'll be completely honest, tonight's takeover was a pretty huge step backwards from last night, and I'm mildly worried about the future of NXT after this all as well, because the booking tonight felt really off. While it's not as bad as some of the earliest takeovers in history, it's definitely still one of the weakest I can remember. Yeah, honestly, I, I can say the same thing. As soon as, like, right before the main event started, I was like, wait, is this already, like, my least favorite takeover? Because... There's some stuff on it I was not digging. We go to B from New York who says said last night that Champa got the match he was in desperate need of, and it felt like the same thing happened tonight for Cross. Wasn't nearly of the same level, but Cross Wrestling was better than his last title match, and with the right opponents, the match the matches will be strong enough. I don't ultimately see his stay in NXT lasting much longer either way. Uh, was a bit surprised they actually went in that direction. So now I'm wondering if Balor is moving on. If Balor is moving up, he becomes the poster boy for NXT rehab. There are a few people in the sport that are working with the confidence and psychology he is now, and he feels like a far bigger deal before he arrived here. Here's hoping if he's gone, Aleister Black replaces him. I have night one just ahead of night two. The blistering pace of last night, along with my favorite match of the event, Walter Champa, put it over the top. Of course, tonight had a Cole O'Reilly that I think we'll be remembering for a while. Reed had a takeover showing that was huge, but he arguably should have won. But I'm always fine knowing uh, more big Gargano takeover matches are ahead of us. The right man did come out on top in the Cruiserweight title match. Escobar is a star in waiting, and I'm ready for him to re-engage his feud with Cross as soon as he can get into the title picture. Wow. Mm -hmm. Takeover was a good place setter, ready for Mania this weekend. Thank you, B. Okay, let's go back to the phone lines. Uh, Magan, I know you're there waiting. How are you? Man, I am sweating and I didn't even work out. <laughs> sweating from us talking about all this NXT or from NXT itself? No, nah, just a main event. Okay, mean, okay. That main, main event was grueling shit. Pardon my tongue. Uh, <laughs> I mean, that made it, I mean, Adam and Kyle was like, it was, it was, it was crazy. I mean, a lot of the spots... I mean, a lot of the spots are, are like are some of the spots they had in previous matches outside of, you know, WWE. I mean, that spot with the quad kicks for the chain, it was mm-hmm. really, with the chain. It's like, it was really, it echoes that match for best in the world 2012 when he, when Kyle did the kicks and then Adam lost a tooth. Like he had a Damn. cut in his mouth and he lost a tooth and he, he was bleeding for, he was bleeding for like the rest of the match. And uh, the spot with the chairs, with them sitting in it and then tagging each other, attacking one another, that was from Supercar of Honor from Dallas. And the spot with the chain, it was like from Final Battle. And of <laughs> course, that uh, no holds barred match from uh, Dallas. I mean, I mean, it definitely rewarded me because a, a lot of the spots in that match really like really went back to those matches in a way. And, and of course, Kyle with that knee drop from the top, oh, it was nasty shit. Man, it was, it was match of the night for sure. Was and, it a uh, match of both nights? Uh, it was definitely match of tonight, but would you put it the match of all of Stand and Deliver, or did you have another favorite? I would put it on the same level as Walter Champa. Nice. That's fair. Like, Yeah, I, I, I'm kind of with you there, Magan. Yeah, like last night I, I said off the top that uh, at the end I, I thought my match of the night was EO and, and Raquel, and like I absolutely thought those those women killed it, but... I feel like Champ and Walter's the one you go back and watch a few times this year. Maybe you watch Adam Cole and and Kyle Riley and see that you, which one you, you kind of like more. But both kind of did different things for me, and I liked either. I, I could say that you could argue either Champ or Walter mm. or Cole O'Reilly was your match of the like was the match of the week here for Takeover. But 
Uh, thanks, Maggie. And thanks, yeah, Maggie. definitely the, the callbacks to one the, more the thing. old match. One more yeah, thing. yeah, go for it. Yeah, go for it. Yes, just a few more things. Um, Karen Cross probably, to me, had his best match to date. And um, Shanti Blackheart is a wild woman. <laughs> she needs to rein it in sometimes. Because <laughs> her selling is is Sasha Banks a little because you don't know whether or not she's actually hurt or not. And it's that's kind of the danger with her. And um, overall, I feel overall, like, Takeover, takeover being two nights was a, was a gamble that paid off. I don't want to see it happen again for a while. And um, and you know, as the show is going to Tuesdays, it feels like to me with with two title changes on two nights, like it feels like it feels like there's change in the air, whether we want it or not. And I don't know where Finn Balor is going to go from here. And who are you? And what babyface out there is going to is going to have to rise up to, to beat Karen Cross when he inevitably loses it? That's all. I got. Yeah, yeah. I don't. I. I could maybe so thank you, Magan. Yeah, thank you. Um, I see Kyle definitely as the project, and I think you maybe lean cross way more into a heel role and uh maybe a fight pit, Kyle and Cross down the line. Honestly, we it's, were just talking about how Cross kind of looks so scary, but his wrestling mm. moves look like he he actually isn't very scary. Whereas Kyle looks like like your best mate, like just some guy, but like we'll could fuck kill you. Up. Yeah. yeah. Kyle would wax this dude mm. Kyle would wax cross no 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 yeah I I don't want to see them do all of this give the main spot to Kyle and then lose against cross I I yeah. I think I think Kyle will be I can't think of anyone else on the roster who will be the one to dethrone cross we they they need us to get behind Kyle as the guy and with his win here tonight that means he should be the like he should be the champion realistically yeah uh, yeah uh I do think this two night thing was maybe just for this year because you had WrestleMania is essentially taking the slot takeover would have on the Saturday. And I believe that I think they're only going to do the one night next year with WrestleMania. And therefore you don't need to do like a Thursday. And I, I guess it's, Oh, well, if we're doing Thursday, we might as well make the TV a takeover as well. Uh, it feels just, it kind of came out necessity this year almost. Well, it might have to down the line. They can't, if, if WrestleMania is going to do two nights and they have SmackDowns on Friday, I don't yeah. think, I don't think they'll do two. They'll do nights. one. They'll do definitely exactly. do one. Yeah. But will it be Thursdays? What? Takeovers. Will they still do one on Tuesday? Like a regular show? No, I'm, I'm saying WrestleMania is going to be one night. Oh. So takeover will be on the Saturday slot. Right. I imagine. Uh, I see them maybe doing a Mania two nights. I don't know if you're going to fit, like they're looking to fill Dallas, it's which true. is a hundred thousand. Yeah. Are you going to sell 200,000 tickets? The world's still Mania in a year? I don't know. Do we want to go to another f- forum post? Yeah, here? let's do another forum from post. Hugh Sanders, who says, G'day, guys. Hugh from Melbourne, finally able to write in since I don't work Fridays. Hey. It's a first time. First time, long time. First time, long time. First time from Melbourne. He says, it was great watching along with you guys. I got to say, overall, enjoyed night one over night two, but it had its moments. The ladder match was good. The right man won in seeing El Io del... Io del Fantasma, yes. Celebrating with his dad was nice and his son. Uh, the women, oh, sorry. So, yeah, the son of the son of the Phantom. I knew that's mm. what you're saying. Yes, nice. The women's tag match was fine. I imagine Tian Shaw will be built up by next takeover to challenge them. Oh, you mean Tian Shaw, the, one, the ones that don't have merch, but Poppy <laughs> has four shirts? Isn't that well? He continues. Bronson Johnny was great. I've been waiting for Bronson to bust out the moonsault, but that's two takeovers in a row where Johnny really could have dropped the title. But if I had to choose between Johnny and Dexter, let's stick with Johnny. The title match was probably Cross's best outing, but he needs to get to the main roster fast. I'm guessing Kyle challenges him following this win because Kushida, Bronson, Champ, and Finn all lost 
in the past few days. There's really all the, no other top baby faces at the moment unless they want to go to Demon Finn, but I think we're past it. All in, I think any of tonight's matches would make a good TV main event, but for TakeOver, we expect more. P.S. NXT Prelude was great. Walter and Rampage was a brutal Haas match, just as good as the Champa match to me. Yeah, I've heard some good things, about, really good uh, things about NXT UK. Yeah, definitely. Uh, we'll be talking about it maybe a little bit next week. I'm going to go just so, uh, just to keep him happy. Yeah. Jesse from the six. I'm going to read it this week. Yeah. I think I'm probably in the minority, but I absolutely loved Reed versus Gargano. Maybe I'm just a Johnny Mark, but next to Champa versus Walter, I think that was my match of the two nights. Last night, I was disappointed that Shirai lost to, Io Gon- uh, to Gonzalez, but in a good way. I love the character of Shirai, and I'm invested in her success. Tonight, I'm disappointed that Cross defeated Bala in a bad way. Cross has consistently disappointed at the main event level, and Bala was achieving something special as champ. I'm not the biggest fan of the dramatic 40-minute unsanctioned match, but I was entertained, and I'm glad Cool Kyle won. I liked Kyle's new music too, but Cole's was awful. Getting rid of the UE theme is a criminally poor decision, just baffling. All in all, not as good as night one, but I was entertained, even if I'm nervous about some of the booking decisions. Mm. Take care. Seems a lot of people are kind of on the same thing. We're like, all right, we'll see where we go with some of these... These booking ideas. Mm. Yeah. Do we have anyone else on the line? Yeah, let's go to, I believe it's, is that Maddie B? Maddie B. Maddie B, are you there? Boys, how are you? Good, how are you? Not bad, thank you. Um, just want to say thanks for the watch-alongs. They, uh, it's awesome that you guys do it. And I mean, especially in cards like this, when it's kind of like a little bit bland, it, 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 it makes it... Uh, a lot better to, 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 to kind of get through. So appreciate that. Thank you. Thank you, man. Thank you for always joining us in them. Yeah, man. Oh, no worries. It's a pleasure. Um, also, so yeah, for the takeover, um, I mean, the first day was great. Um, pretty much all the matches there were, were pretty good. I said that, you know, the, the gauntlet one was, you know, the, probably the weakest one of the card, but that's other than that, like, it was, it, it was like, a, that was like a, a takeover worthy night. Um, second night, uh, just like like big bad guys are saying, like it was. I mean, like the 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 Cole uh, Riley match was for sure the best one, but um, I couldn't really get into it until then, and and even then, on the match like toward maybe the last like, maybe ten minutes, I was really kind of you know okay, I I, I, I got into it, but it said it took me a while for actually me to really kind of go for it. Um, but usually when the take of a car, like I like I always look forward to those, and. And then, you know, and uh, they're usually one of the best ones, but at the same time, tonight's one was a little bit, uh, wasn't up to par, if you can say that. So, yeah, yeah, it didn't feel like a, a classic takeover that we're like used to. We're spoiled. We're just cynical wrestling fans. It's what we are. You show us one good show and now we expect everything to be better than that one. Is, it, is that so hard? Yeah, to... this was still a good show, but yeah. we're, we're, we we expect yeah. the best from our NXT, best. from TakeOver. The best. Right. Yeah, well, but as I'm saying, I mean, like I said, they did they, they, they like a good job of saying just, just, yeah, pretty much what you're saying, uh, not, not the standards, uh, standards that they usually are. Yeah, so. yeah, definitely, absolutely. Thank you, man. Thank, Thank you, Matty B. B. Yeah. The... We'll see you at the Mania watch alongs. I'm yeah, sure definitely. in the Twitch. Room. Sure. Yeah. Peace Thank out, boys. You, man. Take care, mate. Bye. Yep. Wow, what, love that guy, man. He'd be always in the chats. I'm going to try Mike once more, and if not, we'll we'll do the final bit of feedback on the forum. All right, go for it. Mike, are you there? No, let's go to the forum. <laughs> I see someone else has written in here from 
Spellsdinkle. Well, night two was okay. There was nothing bad, not even Balor Cross, but it was called Takeover, so the expectations were higher. The layout and dynamic of the ladder match just didn't work, with Devlin being the more unlikable than Santos. Still entertaining, but nothing more. Just like the tag match and Reed Gargano, the way is doing nothing for me. Never has, never will. Just make Gargano and Larray less exciting. That's what it does. O'Reilly Cole was match of the night, but a little dragging. I'm not really into their feud. There's still something missing. Cross is the only smoke and mirrors. Sorry, Cross is only smoke and mirrors. He's just not good enough in the ring for NXT. The main roster seems like the better place for him and what he brings to the table. I don't think NXT is benefiting him. Yesterday was great and fast-paced. Today, decent, but a bit dragging. Good for TV, but disappointing for TakeOver. So I go with Night One. Thank you. Seems like on the same page. Hey, well, thanks everyone for writing in feedback and for calling in here on the show as well. Uh, maybe we'll, we'll end up taking calls on different shows in the near future. We do have, when we have been taking calls on BD Elite, our weekly AEW show. If you want different takes of AEW, listen to us going live Wednesday nights now. That's right. Yeah. Wednesday nights. Uh, our usual NXT slot. Yeah. Yeah. So Tuesday nights are for the friends. That's right. Hang out with Brady and DVP Tuesday nights after NXT goes off the air. We are your NXT friends, and we'll talk about NXT every Tuesday night. And then the doubleheader Wednesday nights, we'll be doing the AEW chat as well. And we'll be talking all about whatever happens with the fallout of NXT coming up on Tuesday. We'll cross, have some challengers lined up. We'll, we'll Kyle confront him. So many questions. So many things. But it's time to take off our Undisputed Era armbands. It's time to put on our Fiend masks because it's time for WrestleMania, guys. The next three days, we've got SmackDown WrestleMania tomorrow where Mike Hogan and John Ceno, I believe, will be hosting a watch along on the Twitch starting from 6.30 with the other guys. So join in there, twitch.tv slash upnextpodcast, 3 p.m. on Zoom for all our patrons on Saturday will be our take uh, will be our tailgate followed by a watch along of wrestlemania night one saturday evening on twitch and then night two we'll be doing a watch along followed by a post show which will be available in audio form for all our patrons but for free if you're in the twitch room yeah hacks hacks life hacks yes. hacks and smash baby uh yeah thank you for hanging out and listening and supporting us here we appreciate everyone listening listening to our weekly free shows as well but if you are a patron we thank you for supporting and we will be celebrating our third birthday with the tailgate this saturday but yes watch alongs and post shows they're free on the twitch come hang out with us and support everything we do and check out all the stuff and best match ever wrestlemania show stealers oh yeah coming out tomorrow, tomorrow. yeah that's gonna be crazy five bucks a month patreon.com gets you access to everything that we do in the patreon including the, the schedule for this month april and access to that that zoom hangout tailgate but all the shows we have lined up for april everything in the back catalog all the movie reviews we go back in history and watch nxt from the the the, the beginning right now the big, dark ages yeah yeah really <laughs> right now Big E's our champion the shield are, are running rough shot the wyatts are running rough shot we have Connor so many- o'brien's unstoppable <laughs> we have all these AEW wrestlers in oh, the yeah. show because we're in like 2013 of NXT right now. It's crazy, crazy time. So we have Was Next. We go back and watch those. We do movie reviews, best matches ever, all these other podcasts that we do. We love doing it. And it's only five bucks. Patreon.com slash up next. Go support the BDE. We're proudly supported by our patrons and we love you. And we love you for listening. Thank you 
We'll be back with all the different shows. I myself, Braden Harrington. You can find me Twitter and Instagram at the Brady, and you can find me at Davy Portman. And we did it, so we can all take care, be safe, and stand and deliver. Ahoy! You're a holiday powerhouse. You host the dinners, shovel neighbors, sidewalks, and make everything from scratch. You definitely don't need help making the holidays happen. But Dunkin's Holiday Blend Coffee? A warming medium roast complete with sweet notes of dried fruit and molasses. Or a cranberry orange muffin made with real cranberries just might convince you a little help never hurt. Especially the hot caffeinated kind. America runs on Dunkin'. Present participation may vary. Limited time offer. Terms apply. This holiday, whether you're making a Kroger Simple Truth Turkey for 40 or a Murray's Baked Brie for two, Kroger has fast, fresh delivery and free pickup so you can make holiday meals that bring you all together to create memories that last. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Free pickup on orders of $35 or more. Restrictions may apply. Get more ways to save at the buy five or more, save $1 each sale. Just buy five or more participating items and save a dollar each with card. Kroger, fresh for everyone.